Welcome back to Talk Green to Me, a podcast about materials and sustainability. I'm Manali. And I'm Nasreen. Manali, I'm running out of toilet paper. I only have two rolls and all the stores have run out. What do I do? Do you have any cellulose lying around? You could make some, just like we talked about in episode two on paper. Oh yeah, I have some plants at home and some trees in my backyard. I can take the cellulose from those and make my own toilet paper. Whoa, that gives me an idea of what we should talk about today. Cellulose. Manali, we already did that. How about we talk about lignin, a material that also comes from trees, like cellulose, and can be used to make many cool products like biofuels. Oh, okay, fine. So this is episode 10, lignin. Trees are good for more than just paper. Manali, we said that cellulose comes from trees. How can there be more stuff in there? Well, only about 45% of a tree is cellulose. The other things in there are lignin and hemicelluloses. Ooh, what are those? So hemicelluloses are another type of sugar, but lignin is this super fancy material that basically makes the tree waterproof. Hold on, waterproof? Yeah, don't you see how trees don't just break apart and dissolve every time it rains? That's because of the lignin. I've heard of lignin before. It's found in the cell walls of plants and acts like a glue that holds everything together. Yep, and provides strength and rigidity to plants and trees. So, how much of a tree is made of lignin? Depending on the tree, it ranges between 15 and 30%. So if you compare a tree cell wall to a real wall, cellulose would be the bricks and lignin would be the mortar. That's quite a big portion. So after I use the cellulose to make paper, what should I do with the lignin? Okay, slow down. First, let me tell you what it is. Didn't we just talk about this? Isn't lignin a sugar? No, it's actually a bulky aromatic polymer. What does that mean? That means that the molecules are really big and they don't arrange nicely into chains or fibers like cellulose does. Additionally, unlike cellulose, lignin is hydrophobic, which means it doesn't dissolve in water. And that makes them hard to break apart and separate out, right? Yeah, so you need special techniques to remove it and make it useful. It's even harder because no two lignins are the same, because no two trees are the same. Just like snowflakes. Okay, so they're hydrophobic, non-sugars. What can I do with them? I just chopped down all these trees in my backyard and only 45% of them is cellulose for toilet paper? I'm a wasteful monster! Help me use the rest of these trees! I hear paper companies just burn the lignin to make more paper. Yeah, but calm down, Nasreen. Paper industry does typically burn lignin to provide energy for their paper-making factories, but lignin can also be used to make some really cool stuff, like synthetic vanilla, biofuels, carbon fiber, and polyurethane foams. Whoa, you mean I can power my car with these trees I just cut down? Vroom, vroom, who needs electric vehicles? Yeah, but unfortunately, like you mentioned, most paper companies just burn the lignin. But they produce about 70% of their required energy this way. Whoa, so without burning lignin, they would need so much more power? So I guess this isn't really a bad thing. Yeah, but paper companies do end up making way too much lignin like 60 million tons per year, and they can't burn it all up, so they need to figure out other things to do with it. 
So, they're basically in the same boat as me. I can't burn all this lignin either. It's summer in Atlanta. I don't need a fire. Or a boat, really. Um, okay. Well, good thing you're using the wood to make toilet paper and not a boat, then? Yes, I'm super smart in utilizing my resources. If only the paper companies were as good as you. Some of them are trying, I guess. Many companies are trying to isolate the lignin further so that they can make useful products from them. Like biofuels. Since we're burning it anyway, why don't we try to get higher purity fuels and put it into things other than just paper-making plants? Yeah, using lignin would be a good renewable and potentially carbon-neutral power source of energy. Lignin can also be heated at super high temperatures to break it down into more high-quality fuels. Unfortunately, this process requires a lot of energy since these high temperatures are hard to reach and might make this whole thing counterintuitive. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Also, bio-oils produced from lignin tend to have high oxygen content, which needs to be removed to improve the fuel quality and stability. So, maybe we can backburner this for now? What else can we do with lignin? So you can also turn lignin into some other chemicals. One of the main things is vanillin. Ooh, that sounds like vanilla. Is there lignin in my ice cream? Ice cream! So, vanillin is where the vanilla flavor comes from, and lignin has been a dominant source of synthetic vanillin for many years. Natural vanilla is so expensive. I bet the paper companies were able to make a ton of money selling vanillin. Yeah, for some paper mills, the revenue from vanillin from lignin matched and even exceeded the revenue from cellulose pulp. So maybe I can turn the lignin from these trees I just chopped down into vanilla and have ice cream for days. You could, but it might be kind of expensive. In fact, in the 1990s, some people figured out a way to make synthetic vanillin from petroleum-based products, and now 85% of the vanillin comes from that. Oh, those pesky petroleum and plastics are at it again. Yeah, but on the bright side, one very resilient paper mill in Norway is still making 15% of the world's vanillin from lignin. Hooray, good job, Norway. Lignovanillin. Can we make other chemicals from lignin too, though? Some companies have tried, but the chemical structure of lignin is very difficult to work with, and turning it into other chemicals would require breaking down the bonds, and that's super difficult to do. Do you need a bunch of different machines? Yeah, I think you need like 30 different products and separation technologies and refineries to get any pure chemicals from lignin. And even then, your yields are only around 10%. That sounds very expensive and time-consuming and not worth it. Yeah, some research has gone into other ways to break down lignin, like catalytic fractionation. Ooh, fancy words. Yeah, but it's still in the research phase, and you can't really use the process on lignin that you get from a pulp mill. Then why'd you bring it up, getting my hopes up like that? Sorry, that was my bad. I got caught up in the science talk. But anyway, back to things you can actually do. Lignin can actually be turned into other materials. What kind of materials? Well, lignin is about 60% carbon, so they can be turned into carbon fibers. Nice. Carbon fibers are used in high-strength applications to replace steel or other metals in jets, cars, bikes, etc. And it's lightweight. Maybe I can start replacing my car parts with lignin carbon fibers. 
Sure, you just need to do these five easy steps. Purify the lignin, spin it into fibers, stabilize it, carbonize it, and then treat it with some other stuff to be able to incorporate it into your car. That, um, doesn't sound that easy. Actually sounds kind of hard. Maybe I'll leave that part for the experts. Yeah, that's probably a good call. But I could make so much money selling that carbon fiber, though. True. Making carbon fiber from petroleum-based materials costs about $15 per kg, but from lignin, it can be as low as $7 per kilogram. Nice. That's even less than the cost of steel, which is $8 per kilogram. Maybe I should try and make some carbon fibers after all. Unfortunately, the lignin carbon fibers are sometimes lower in strength than the petroleum ones, so a little more research needs to go into this field. So, maybe not carbon fibers, but are there other things we can make with lignin? Yeah, we could try and replace some plastics with it. Plastics come from petroleum and don't really degrade easily, but lignin is biodegradable. Yep, it comes from trees! Trees are definitely biodegradable, so we use lignin to replace plastics. That would be really cool. Can we make this work? Definitely. Lignin can be put into other materials to replace plastics and make them stronger. Oh yeah, since lignin is like the glue in trees, it could also be the glue for other materials. Yep, and this way we can reduce the amount of plastic and use more biodegradable tree parts to make even stronger materials. Oh yeah, I heard about this company in Knoxville, Tennessee called Prisma that makes lignin composites with a plastic material called ABS, the plastic that Legos are made out of, to make car interiors. That sounds like a great idea. There are also companies that are replacing polyurethane with lignin. My memory foam mattress topper is made of polyurethane. Maybe I can replace that with a lignin mattress topper, and then I'll have the added bonus of it smelling like vanilla. Sounds very comfy, but maybe don't get your hopes up on the smell thing. Okay, I guess I'll just have to use Febreze. But sounds like including lignin can decrease cost, reduce the use of hazardous chemicals, and in general can be better for the environment. Yeah, there's a company in Columbus, Ohio called Hexion that makes plywood but replaces some of the plastic components with lignin. And there's also Arbofoam, which is a bioplastic made of lignin, cellulose fibers, and additives that can be molded into different shapes and ends up looking just like real wood. Whoa, I'm getting so many DIY ideas from this conversation. I think I've also heard of a company in New Zealand called Futurity that uses lignin to make resins and coatings so I can make some lignin furniture and coat it. You could even electrify your life with lignin. What? Lignin-based materials can even be used as the electrolyte inside of batteries. I remember from our battery episode that the electrolyte is what keeps the anode and the cathode separate so the battery won't explode. Yep. If you want to find out more, please listen to episode 8 on batteries. Who knew you could make so many more things out of trees than just toilet paper? Lignin sounds great, but is it really better for the environment just because it comes from trees? Well, it's hard to say because most of the things that lignin can be used to make are still in research phase. So we don't have enough information yet? No, as of right now, it's difficult to assess the environmental impacts of lignin. But we do know that it's a carbon-neutral, renewable energy source, right? Yeah, and some people have found that burning lignin instead of coal reduces a factory's overall carbon emissions. So we should keep using the lignin to fuel paper mills? So the short answer is yes. 
Anytime we transport the lignin, some of the energy will be used for transportation, and you'll also need to purify the lignin for other processes, which increases the chemicals and energies needed. But paper mills often have an excess of lignin, so the rest has to go somewhere. What about the benefits of using lignin to make vanilla flavoring instead of the petroleum-based chemicals? Part of the downfall of vanillin from lignin was the large amount of waste that came out of the process. This increased the cost to manage the waste with the introduction of environmental protection regulation. Why is it always about cost? Uh... It's a dog-eat-dog world, Nasreen. But creating higher-value applications for lignin is certainly a valuable endeavor. It'll be necessary for creating a sustainable and renewable economy. I agree. We can't just throw away or burn 15 to 30% of every tree we chop down. Yeah, we've got to find ways to overcome the cost drawbacks while still thinking about the environment. Well, I'm going to do lots of lignin building right now. Sounds like you can make anything out of lignin, really. Now, just gotta make some money. Join us next time for part two of our lignin episode, where we interview Eric Gottlieb from Lignolix, the startup which is turning lignin research into a reality. This episode was written by Andrew Tricker, Nali Banerjee, and Nasreen Khan. This episode was produced by Manali Banerjee and Nasreen Khan and edited by Nasreen Khan. Music by Saucy Boy Records. Our guest writer, Andrew, is a chemical engineering PhD student at Georgia Tech and a paper science and engineering fellow with the Renewable Bioproducts Institute. He's also a student leader at the Georgia Tech Lignin Group and a student chapter of the Technical Association of Pulp and Paper Industry. If you like this episode, please tweet about it with the hashtag TalkGreenToMe. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at TGTM Podcast. You can also email us any comments or questions at TalkGreenToMePodcast at gmail.com.